gentlemen welcome to another week of the pnc progression wrestling podcast i'm your host elio canella alongside the man that's always piercing barriers ben pierce ben how are you man i'm good man i uh i gotta tell you i had a slightly better week this week i actually uh found stuff to do both yesterday and today so that was a pleasant change of pace because I feel like we're constantly stuck in, in the movie The Groundhog Day and it's oh, starting, to, right? starting to really piss me off. Well, tomorrow there's sun supposed to be out. It's supposed to be uh, like really nice weather. I might go outside in the backyard for a bit. Yeah, well, we I had that kind of day uh, here today and then t- tomorrow it's, it's supposed to rain and do all kinds of funky shit, which has been raining a lot lately, so it's... Uh, Certainly not helping improve my mood, but uh, hence why these podcasts have become so therapeutic. Well, it's already May. Holy jeez. And that that trips me out, man, because it's like, you know, this, not only with the pandemic we have going on, but just, you know, stuff in my personal life, it's just, um, this year has just been so funky and just so different, but in, like in all, in almost exclusively negative ways. So it's it's just, it's very strange. And um, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you something off air uh, when we, when we're done the show. Yeah. And that's kind of weird. Yeah. And it's just like, I miss people. So it's, yeah. it's just, it's to, to me, this is like the highlight of my week because I get to talk to somebody face to face. And it's yep. just, you know, being 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 stuck in a house, no matter how nice it might be, I do have a nice house. Mm-hmm. It you know, it's just a fancy looking you know prison at this point. Yeah, well, you see my house. You when I showed you, you were like, "What the hell?" Because you just see this small little room that I'm in. This is my room, and then I take you out into the hallway. You're like, "What the hell?" <laughs> Yeah, well, well I'll, I'll tell you what, the chandelier threw me off. <laughs> you know, the, the big ass staircase with the with the chandelier over the top. It was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, I gotta say, WB superstars are pretty busy themselves on TikTok these days. And let me, I'm speaking of TikTok, and I, I, I've noticed that, and I'm not on TikTok, but... Neither am I. I just, I just find it really fucking stupid. But well, <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. I am, but I don't use it. Like, I'm, like, I'm signed up, but I don't use it. I don't have well, TikTok I mean, at all. What, what, the, what the hell is it for other than making stupid, you know... That's exactly what it is. Making stupid videos, like... Yeah, well, like... Just, actually, I, I, actually uh, TikTok was under another name. It was previously called Musical.ly. 
music dot ly music link. I I remember that. Well, this that's TikTok. Oh, they, they changed they changed the name. I wonder why why do they why did they decide to change the name? I have no idea. I just think it's really stupid. Like, uh, but Mandy Rose has fun on there. Holy jeez, <laughs> Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. I see them on there mostly. Yeah, she was um, she, she was doing the uh, the Tootsie Slide. I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. And let me tell you, um, you know, not not to sound like an asshole, but I, I wasn't really minding that particular TikTok video. And and um, uh, I was on Instagram. I was in uh, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay's uh, Q and A question and answer videos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the, how, the the iconics are supposed to be back. Uh, when I don't know, though, but they said they already said they're they're returning soon. Oh, Troy. Well, at least at least we know that they weren't on the you know secret release list. Because I know, right? I, I, that was so that wow. I no, because I I read somewhere you know because they they had like forty announced names, but then. I've heard from like two or three different places that it was actually like over a hundred names company wide, like not just the roster, but yeah. Well, we have a show. We have quite a show. It's gonna be a shorter show because uh, we've uh, switched up the format uh, so that it doesn't go like really long. Yes. And, so, um, why don't you tell the listeners uh, and the fans what we have this week? So we're gonna take you through an abbreviated uh, weekly coverage deal where it's the um, it's the highlights and lowlights of the four shows: Raw, SmackDown, uh, NXT, and then of course AEW. And uh, we also have um, another edition of the Dark Side of the Ring review. Uh, this one was a slap heard around the world featuring uh, David Schultz and or Dr. D. David Schultz and the asshole known as John Stossel, um, who who uh, as you'll as you'll see if you've seen it or or you know just by the way we talk about it he he really didn't conduct himself very well but. Um, and then the other thing that we have for you as a continuation from last week, we have our uh, our best tag team bracket uh, that I filled out. I believe. I'm um, curious to see what you, what you put down. Yeah, I, th- I think I, th- I think you're gonna like what I what I have. So okay. um, I'll be I'll be interested to get your feedback, and then I want to hear what yours ended up being because I know you did yours last week. All right, but and yeah. then at the end, uh, because I'm looking through my email, and uh, we will uh, see what we're gonna bring. Well, we uh, we have the money in the bank uh, predictions, but aside yes. aside aside from that, yeah, that's um, and that'll all be next week. I actually, um, for the longest time, I thought it was uh, this weekend because. Um, on on Raw, they were like, "Well, it's a week from Sunday," and I thought they were talking about the, the yeah. But then then uh, they they one week they're they're live, one week they're taped. So 
Yeah, I mean this this whole thing is stupid, and you know, <laughs> uh, we we've gone in, we've gone into the particulars uh, on on uh, many of occasions. So I'm I'm not going to take you back through that. But the the whole thing with me is like I understand it from like uh from like a legal slash you know business perspective, mm-hmm. but you know when the quality of the shows is this shit. And it's very obvious that the talent don't want to be there. I mean, you know, shout out to the talent for doing what they're doing. And I, I really appreciate it. But it, it's just, it's it's unnecessary at this point. And, and the product is suffering. You know, the ratings are in a shithole. Uh, I, believe, I believe they dipped below two, like two consecutive times this week. Uh, you know, for for i know they did for raw because they hit like a 1.8 and then um the smackdown rating hasn't come in yet i think that comes in on monday but you know suffice suffice to say wrestling sucks right now so uh we will try to make your experience less painful on this podcast and uh you know so we should have a good show for you all right, and with that, uh, we'll see we get into Monday Night Raw. Absolutely. So, of course, Monday Night Raw this week came to us from the Performance Center. Big, As big, is big, a big, recurring big, theme. Big surprise. I'm shocked. I'm just, I'm floored. So, let's see. Um, We had a total of seven matches, so much shorter this week. Now, um, one my my highlight of the week of uh, Raw for Raw is had to be Liv Morgan be, defeating Ruby Ryans. And actually, that would have been my low light because I'm pissed off that Ruby Riot lost. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I I'm not sure what they're doing with Liv Morgan, and and I I do acknowledge that she's improving, and I'm I'm glad that, that she's getting the luck. Um. But um, well, my 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 little my little lights anything with the Nia Jackson it, and uh, we had Oscar defeating well, uh, Nia Jackson Sheena Baszler in a three way. Nia Jax is is a walking low light. It's just it's ridiculous at this point. No, actually, um, what so we go on. And and for for me, like my. My low light is kind of is kind of double sided because um, on one hand I like the fact that they're focusing on this uh, trio managed by Selena Vega, mm-hmm. um, you know. But I don't I don't need to I don't need to see them five times in one in one <laughs> show. It, it's just. It seems counterproductive. Hold on, let me see this. One, they were in there. Two, okay, I'm only seeing them in two matches on my sheet here. Do you, 
no, but, but between, between like, backstage... Oh, and, oh, and they also had backstage segments, okay, yeah. Yeah, they had backstage, they Come had... On. Oh, oh, my God, it was just, yeah. you know, and, and it, it goes to what I was saying, you know, last week. I know that they have, uh, they've billed Humberto, or not Humberto, <laughs> thank God he's not on a stream more. Austin Theory? Um... No, but I meant I meant Angel Garza. Oh. I know they they have him um, booked under the moniker of Lethal Lothario. That that debuted uh, this week. But the, the thing is, and maybe it's just me, right? But I was watching NXT when he, um, you know, proposed to his girlfriend, mm-hmm. and now he's giving the you know the once over to um, Charlie Caruso, and and vice versa. Every so, week on Raw, so so, so so it looks like they're going somewhere with this uh, story or angle. Well, well, and, 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 and in, in all fairness, I understand it's a wrestling storyline, but it's just like yeah. you know, I I just remember like little things like that. Yeah, and um, it's it's the same thing with like Alistair Black and Selena Vega. Like they're they're supposed to be like enemies on TV now. Yeah. But yet, like they release YouTube videos of, of, of them either getting tattoos, and then the latest one uh, this week was um, they were doing a like a Q and A with all these fans, and um, Selena Vega was like talking about how cute and thoughtful Alistair Black is on a consistent basis. And like how sweet he is, and and she gets cold, she gets cold all the time, and, and he bought her this really cool fluffy blanket with a hood. Oh my! You know, and it's just right. like, it's, you know, and as a couple in real life, it, 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 you know, that's cool. You know, that's really endearing. But um, so I'm I'm not hating on them from them, but like when, then when I have to go on TV and they're and they're being, you know aloof with one another it's just kind yeah. of yeah like i said counterproductive so um so that kind of doubles as my highlight and low light well we had one return uh, this week jinder mahal is back oh oh i cannot believe i missed that yes that has to be considered a low light and i'll tell you why why is this because i can see it now Okay, Apollo Cruz was taken out of um, out of the money in the bank. I I doubt that his injury was legitimate, oh. um, you know. But even if it was, they they took him they took him out of money in the bank. So obviously they're gonna put, uh, you know, Jinder Mahal in there. Oh. Which means, which means, which means, which means. That we're gonna get Jinder Mahal versus Drew McIntyre at some point for the for the title. Now, why, why? I understand that from a storyline perspective, the the story is there. You know, three MB. Yeah. Now it's two MB. Two no X two MB. (laughs) Well, exactly. Uh, Unless unless they bought Heath Slater back because they they do have him for an additional thirty days. So if they wanted him to rest something for them, I guess they could. You know, do that, but uh, but the the thing for that is like I just don't give a fuck, mm-hmm. and the reason why I don't 
I don't give a damn about Jinder Mahal is it's not necessarily his his fault really in all fairness even though I'm not the I'm not the biggest fan of his work nor have I ever been well not really I'm not either so but but the thing is right so in my book he had one of the most underwhelming disgustingly uneventful WWE title runs where where honestly the only reason why he was WWE champion in the first place was because they were trying to push an agenda through uh, India TV because they had just they had just pre- procured like a distribution television deal in India, so they were really pushing him as, of course, the first ever, um, you know, champion or something. Although I thought that that title would have belonged to the Great Khali because. Isn't that giant son of a bitch Indian? And and and, and Kali and uh, Jinder Mahal were paired up at one point as well. I, I, I don't remind me. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> just ridiculous. Um, but you know, t- to me, and and, and this kind of this kind of goes back to what I, what I was saying. So obviously, we're gonna have we're gonna have that match, right? So then on the other side of things, we're going to have Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt. It's, it's a retelling of, of, the, um, of the Wyatt family deal and the, and the Black Sheep and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's so good that you're going to go over SmackDown because I missed that. Uh, Firefly Funhouse, I had stepped away from the television that, for, uh, for that well, part. It, it was... It was it, it was it was so boring. It was uh, uh, and, and I'll, no, I'll no, no, it, no, no. save it for the SmackDown uh, but, review. But, but the but the thing the thing that I can't stand is that the real winner of Money in the Bank should be Alistair Black, in my opinion. Okay. And um and clearly now. At least to me, it's very obvious that they're not going to do that. So that's what sucks for me on the Raw side. On the SmackDown side, you know, with them doing uh, Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt, one, it's a story that I'm not interested in because I have to hear the same variation of it week after week after week. And not only that, Elio. Hold on, before you go on, are you getting sick of the Bray Wyatt character? Yes. So am I. I'm not alone, thank God. And not only that, but do you remember how long Braun Strowman was in the Wyatt family? Uh, no. He was in there for two months. Oh, okay. See, that's how so, memorable. That's how memorable so it was. You, you expect me to 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 re- respect and be invested in a a storyline where he was in there for two months five years ago. Hold on, like, uh, hold on. Okay, so that's how memorable was. Hold on, how did how did uh, how did uh, he uh, leave the white family? Yo? Um, I I I honestly don't remember, but um, it it couldn't have been that eventful because because remember they were just bra- they just broke the Wyatt family up out of nowhere to begin with. Um, you know, and I was. And I'll tell you what, when the Wyatt family debuted, I was in the building. You were there? Yes. Oh, okay, cool. I was there. They debuted. Nice. How how was it live? And it it was awesome. 
and and uh, and, and the the fact that they did that much damage to to that gimmick, and they've done so much damage to Bray Wyatt. Period. And that poor guy put in so much work, and I'm sure spent so much money trying to rebuild his career twice. And you know they've just shit all over him to the point where it's like I don't give a damn. Yep. And my um, which you know which begs the question: Why did Goldberg win the title to begin with? Because he, you know what the fuck. Um, but once again, I once again I digress into something we've already covered. But then then again, my head my head explodes every time I think about it. Um, so so the the short end of my rant is that these two major programs that they're very obviously going with, I just, I just I don't care. I don't care. And, and and the and the fact that WWE put so little time and investment into the into these characters and then expects me to to believe in them the, the only the only person that I believe I believe in in this whole title scenario is Drew McIntyre and and because of the fact that they're they're you know, messing with it to, to this extent, and they're gonna put him in there with Jinder Mahal. That's that's just gonna fuck it, because you know, um, they're they're trying to make him look so strong again against this new three three person tandem in Angel Garza, Andrade, and um, uh, Austin Theory, right? But yet. So that faction gets beat down every week, even though the um, those three are the future of the business, which makes them look like shit because they're getting beat down every week. But yet, this guy is talking about Drew McIntyre. He's overcoming these three-on-one assaults every week, which doesn't make any sense regardless of who you are. Um, and, and then, and it and it it just gets to the point where it is it is so redundant and 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 stupid, and it, it's just they're trying to make him look so powerful, but yet didn't you accomplish that when you had him beat Brock Lesnar and the Big Show? Even though I hated the fact that the Big Show was involved, yep. you know. I'm, so so I fail to see I fail to see the 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 long-term gain in burying so much young talent when, when Drew McIntyre has already been established, you know, so it's just, it's just me. So I guess you could say for me that the entirety of Raw was a low light because literally, literally nowadays I have to, I have to sit there with the, with the volume on mute because the commentary needs to be fucking ill. All these shows really are low lights. I mean, with the empty arenas, and it's getting, uh, it's just like the same thing every week now. Mm-hmm. It's it's just recycled, and I just. Okay. All right. Know. So, um, anything else for Raw? No, we're good. 
All right, so why, why don't, with that, why don't we move over to AEW, and I'm going to throw it over to you for the AEW review. Because I'm TNT. I'm dynamite. TNT. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of hijack your, uh, your raw review with my rant. So my, my no, apologies, that's okay. but let me. Um, I don't really let, have much to say about raw these days. <laughs> let me, let me pull up the, uh, the AEW review once my computer decides to cooperate. Okay, here we go. Um, so the, the highlight for me was um, the two. Um, the two semifinal uh, matches in the TNT uh, championship tournament. Yep. The, f- the first one was Cody defeating uh, Darby Allen in 20 minutes and 20 seconds. Yep. And the second one was Lance Archer uh, defeating Dustin Rhodes um, in 22 minutes and, and 40 seconds. Yep. Those are my highlights. Um, and, and, but here, here's the thing. So even though, even though I loved Cody's match, the the ending kind of pissed me off. Because, right, because I was trying to figure out who won. <laughs> but, but like, how does how does Darby not realize his shoulders are down? Like it, it's so stupid. Like, <laughs> how does he not realize that? So you're you're making you're making one of your breakout stars of this company look stupid in in a in a championship tournament. Um. So you know, great match, kind of a kind of a really uh, shitty ending in my book. Yep. And then uh, Lance Archer, of course, as I said, uh, gets the nod over Dustin Rhodes. Now okay. you know you know what confused me about this one. What's that? This was an ODQ match, yet they, they, they got away with using a steel chair when uh, Archer blasted Rhodes in the head. Uh, you're saying, you're saying it, it was an ODQ or it wasn't? No, I said it was confusing because I thought it was a no D. I thought it was a regular match. Oh well. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they uh, Archer blasted Dustin Rhodes in the head with the chair, and the camera just uh, zooms in on Dustin Rhodes. See all this blow on his face. Well, who knows? I mean, I mean, the ref, the referees in uh, AEW are not portrayed as the most powerful. Uh, oh my God! The, 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 the refereeing in AEW is terrible. Yeah, it's it's atrocious in my opinion. But, Jimmy Cordero's um, agrees. Uh, oh, I'm sure he does. I'm, I'm sure he's. Uh, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure his eyes are rolling back in a way that makes the Undertaker jealous. Because um, mine certainly are. Okay, what are your low points on uh, for AEW? Well, well, the low the low point for me was was Brody Lee defeating Marco Stunt. Yes, because. I, I can't I'm sorry. I cannot take Margot Stunt seriously. 
He makes me look like he makes me look like a jacked up son of a bitch, and I'm five eight, one hundred thirty pounds, soaking wet. Well, apparently he's five three. What the fuck? Bullshit! I'm five three. I'm taller than him. <laughs> you know, and like his his arms just look like sticks. Yeah. His, his chest looks like it could cave in at any. Oh, possible oh okay. Um. Yeah. Have you ever heard his entrance theme? No, because and, uh, to be honest with you, I can't usually hear it because I think the. Okay, no, no, like, no, I know what I do on YouTube. I'm gonna send you his old entrance theme. Uh, off air, and then you. I want you to tell me. Listen to it, and then tell me what it, what it, what if you recognize it, okay? okay. Because, because it's an actual theme song, okay? Okay. All right. So my yeah, that's one of my little lights. My little it has to be Wardlow. Really, you you're not feeling Wardlow at this point. Uh, not really. Well, I I think. This is my assumption. I think they're using him right now because MJF is unavailable due to... Oh my god, MJF's promo was hilarious. Yes. You know, with the, with the scarf over the neck brace and he's, he's, <laughs> so, he's suffering so much from his, from his hangnail. Yeah. <laughs> I, think that, I think that's why they're... Um, they're they're using Warlow. What was funny to me was the commentators kept putting over how good looking Warlow is. Like it, it's just like really, um, are you just saying that because he could literally break you in half? <laughs> I mean, I just okay. Okay, so so would you have anything else or? Uh, no, you know, that was pretty much it. Although I, I will say, you know, the, the AEW shows are so much easier to watch than WWE main roster shows. Because they have guys from the roster in the crowd acting as the audience. Yeah. And then that, that, that brings a level of energy to the product. Yeah, well, it, but it, it's, so, it's so funny to me that, that – um, you know, WWE doesn't have that because the, everybody's making this show of, of following social distance, distancing guidelines. But yet, when you look at, at um, you know, WWE television, it's obvious that nobody gives a, gives a damn about social distancing. See, when, I mean, I'm, just, when, when I'm watching WWE television, when I'm watching Raw, SmackDown, or NXT, it's yeah. like it's like it's like uh, they're it's like practice. It's like they're they're uh, it's like a practice or a warm up sessions. Yeah, and I just I don't know about you, man, but I just it's very very difficult for me to get emotionally invested in uh, you know any kind of main roster or even NXT right now because and. I think that's very, very bad, and I'll t- and I'll tell you why I'm especially nervous for next week because next week's AEW will feature the um, you know, the real debut of of Carrion Cross, the former Killer Cross, and um, so you say AEW. 
or uh, no, I meant NXT. I'm sorry. Yeah. Next week's NXT will feature the real debut of Karrion Cross and Scarlett Bordeaux. First of all, that name. It's it's okay. Um, I looked it up because it it was um, I was curious. Okay. And it actually means like dead fish or something. Oh. Okay. Uh, or. It, it can also mean, um, like, creatures from hell carrying the souls of the dead. Oh, okay. Right. Um, which, which apparently ha- has something to do with one of the, with one of the tattoos on, um, on Cross's back. So, that's where that comes from. Um... No, it's not bad, but like, I'm not surprised because there's no way in hell WWE is gonna allow one of their talents to be called Killer. I mean, yeah. I, I think that decision sucks. But once again, just knowing WWE's business practice, I'm not surprised at all. TNA did it. They had a they had a, they had a wrestling Killer. Only it was a relic, which is Killer spelled backwards. Yeah, and I I remember that, and I uh, I'll tell you what. Oh my God, TNA, or how, <laughs> how how they still exist in any form is just a oh mystery. oh rebellion oh so bad. Oh. Well, I didn't I didn't see it. I, no, I, no, I checked it out because uh, we were uh, we were thinking about reviewing it again since uh. NXT UK seems to be in a reruns with uh, no live, no more live shows, or no more uh, tape shows. Yeah, I gotta. I haven't watched TNA in, like or Impact Wrestling in months. I have to go back and um. Well, once it, it's not available on my TV anymore, but let's like I just haven't. It's available um, on the website that that you have. No, no. I I mean I know, but like. But that, like, that's my point. I just, I just, I haven't actually sat down and gone back to take a look at it. Oh, yeah, I understand. Um, because like, there's so much wrestling going on right now, and um, and my, my level of interest in Impact Wrestling is just historically low. However, I would be curious, and I'll probably do this later tonight because I happen to be a night owl. Um. I will probably go back after this podcast is finished and watch more wrestling uh, <laughs> and check out Rebellion. I, uh, you know, it's 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 weird. It's, My, it's, it, they they uh, copied uh, WrestleMania 36 as format. It's two nights. Oh, April, April 21st and uh, this past Tuesday night. Oh joy. <laughs> Oh, um, can you hear my enthusiasm as I bang my head against the desk? Hold on, hold on. Um, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, while my co-host steps aside real quick to uh, t- take care of something, I am I have the unfortunate duty now to take you on a review of uh, Friday Night Smackdown. And if you're anything like me. Uh, if you're anything like me, ladies and gentlemen, 
um, you were either half asleep or doing something else uh, during the entirety of SmackDown. I was doing a combination. Are you ready? to tell you the truth. Um, but nonetheless, it is my duty to uh, attempt to fairly review the show for you. Um, but to be honest with you, I, I can't really do that because it sucks. Um, so I'm going to um, I'm gonna take you through uh, the highlight. And, and yes, I did find a highlight, believe it or not. I was kind of shocked myself. Wow. And, and also, I'm going to um, I'm going to give you the low light, which there was a lot to choose from on in that regard. Okay. So, so um, the highlight uh, for me was um, Sonya Deville's promo. Uh, oh my god, that was great. That uh, was that she, was wait that was um oh yeah that was uh, during the match during the Carmella Mandy Rose match. Yeah, and, and, and she, I mean, she just continues to rip Mandy Rose apart, and I just, I find it exquisitely entertaining. It, it, it's hilarious because, okay, now, on social media, this is how messed up it is with the, all these taping, shows being taped out of order. Right. Because, okay, this week uh, we had uh, Mandy Rose, if you saw her leg, it was all banged up after Sonny Deville attacked her. Right. Yet on uh, Instagram, they showed a photo of her leg completely fine. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all fucked up, Errol. You know, it goes it goes to what I was saying. Like for the on the on the um, on the stage, you know, during Raw when, on the on the light board, um, they had uh, they said Money in the Bank is a week from uh, from Sunday. <sighs> Which was the day before, which would indicate that oh my that um, that the pay per view was this weekend. Uh, which that's where that's where you got confused. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait a minute, I thought it was the tenth. I didn't think it was the third. Oh but, uh, my god! But yes, uh, let me um, while I while I have you, let me get exactly what um what uh Sonya Deville had to say because uh I wanna I wanna be able to do the highlight justice and really Okay. Um so uh actually they don't have the the promo but, but she's the, so evil holy jeez she she but, plays, she plays a great heel. Absolutely and and just the way that that she's just she just talking and talking and and just keeps distracting her, um, and then says, "Oh, I for I I forgot something," uh, and and at the very end, cost her the match. Okay, um, I, I I have to I have to ask though. Otis, every time Otis says, "Oh yeah," <laughs> well, it's 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 fucking weird, but but, <laughs> but, but, like, but it, just, I, it just makes me laugh. The weird the weird sounds. <laughs> 
or, or it sounds like someone is, is getting his first lap dance or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. Um, but yeah, after so after um, Carmella gets the one, two, three. Uh, Sonia Sonia goes on the attack and um, and shoves uh, Mandy into the post before just absolutely just cannonballing her into the steps. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Um, and this, this was easily the best um, promo. And I got to tell you, if if Sonya Deville was capable of this all along, why are we just hearing about it now, five years later? Right? That's, that's my question. Um, because if we had more of that engaging promo stuff on SmackDown, uh, perhaps I would. Unfortunately, um, uh, uh, unfortunately, after this, and th- this is this is this is my this is my low light, right? So Uh-oh. the forgot the the forgotten sons take on the champions, the new day. <sighs> so yeah, well, hold, hold on, hold on. So you, you you'll get my point, but I'm no, I'm no. right I'm right I'm right there with you, because um, I kind of rolled my eyes anyway. Um, so it was, it was Steve Cutler and Wesley Blake with, um, Jackson with, Riker. with Jackson Riker on the outside, right? So the match itself was fine. Perfectly solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I actually think the Forgotten Sons are talented. They were just forgotten because creative sucks. But it's very clear that they are a very good tag team and should be a threat in this scenario like they should have been all along. Um, however, here's the thing. So during this entire match, we didn't hear one thing about the, the Forgotten Sons' uh, history or, what, or whatever. All we were, all we were hearing was... was um, was Miz and Morrison bantering back and forth with Colin Graves, and it was it was just like, what the fuck? I mean, I don't care about the Miz and Morrison. I don't care about how, about how many about how many times they say, hey hey ho ho or whatever their rap video is nowadays. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh. You know, it's like, can we focus on the new talent you just called up, please? Yeah. Like, I'm begging you. Anyway, um, the the rest of the show, I I have to tell you, I I, I really couldn't give two shits about. Um, but it, I mean, at, le- at least Otis Otis defeated Dolph Ziggler to get the last Money in the Bank spot on the men's squad. Yep. But, I mean, other than that, I just I really couldn't give a fuck. I I slept. To be I, honest with you, I slept through the majority of SmackDown. I'm not sure what to think about the Forgotten Sons. I mean, I never really uh, saw them much on NXT because I never really used to watch NXT regularly. So I didn't get to see them much. But I don't know. I'm not sure I have to see more of these guys. Yeah, you know, and I, and I get that. But I think I think if they were given the proper platform, um, you know, these guys could be something good. 
My little point is uh, Firefly Funhouse. I'm done with this Bray Wyatt's character. Well, you know, and, and in his defense, like, he's a really good character. I mean, that that character... No, but it's and, the whole presentation itself. It's just getting right, stale. I mean, I mean, right, but, I mean, you know, you have, you have to admit that the duality behind that, behind that character is probably the coolest thing WWE has come up with in the last 10 years. However, just the way the, the way that they bucked him and, and destroyed him and had him lose, not, not only to Seth Rollins, but Bill it's fucking Goldberg. Serious cheese. It, it's just absolutely ridiculous. All right, um, so, um, go on. Do you have anything else? No, no, it's, it's just... It, it just adds to my frustration. I just. I, I, All right. So we yeah. move on to and we move on to NXT. this week we are at full sale live and uh, let's see uh, the highlight for me was the Mia Yim Charlotte Flair match oh yeah how I do want to go back and take a look at that what um what what did you think of it overall that was a great match of course Charlotte Flair uh, won I'm so not sure uh, where they're going with Charlotte Flair and this whole NXT uh, wanting to defend the title all across all three brands, though. No, I, I just, I just don't, I just don't, I don't see how, um, how Charlotte Flair winning, let alone defending the title, like on all three brands, does the NXT Championship, and once again, I, I emphasize the NXT. Women's Championship any good? I don't. I, I don't get it. Maybe yeah. I'm, maybe I'm missing something, but to to me, it's just it's one of those just basic logic gaps. And it's like, wait a minute, what what makes what makes this title so important? Um, first of all, where you're gonna take it away from one of your one of your fastest rising stars in Rhea Ripley, and and two. How does it do it any good to be on Charlotte Flair when she's already won the main roster title ten times? Yep. What does that say about the main roster titles? Um, not much. Um, and my 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 second one. Yeah, and and the whole thing is like, why would you want to defend the NXT title on all three brands? I mean, what, what's the what's the point of that? And uh, my little light was Candice LeRae defeating Casey Catanzaro. Oh yeah, I, I actually I actually saw that match and it was it was actually really bad. Yeah, um, I don't know this uh, heel uh, Candice LeRae. What do you think works or not? I actually I actually like it so far. But oh, too much Johnny Gargano. So they just oh. 
Yeah, it's, it's once again where, where since they're operating with such a skeleton uh, crew and, and roster right now because of the virus, I mean, I know you. I know you like the dead Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa feud, but like, it's enough with Johnny Gargano already. Like, it's just too much. Yeah, it's. Um, I I get it. I, I do. I get it. All right. So um, that those that's a review for all the shows this week. Uh, of course, we didn't take any breaks. Um. However, we are going to do that now before we get into the other two segments that we have lined up. Ben, what do we have coming up after the break? We have the Dark Side of the Ring reveal. Yep, and uh, we also have the Tournament Crown, the Greatest Tag Team. So stay oh, yeah, tuned. yes, so absolutely. Stay, so stay tuned for that. Absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back then. Are you ready to crown the greatest tag team? Absolutely. All right, so here we go. That we're gonna take uh, one side at a time, and then uh, we'll see what who wins the tournament. Right. Okay. Cool. Right in the opening match, we have the Powers of Pain versus the Midnight Express. Midnight Express. All right. Then we have. Demolition and the British Bulldogs. Demolition. Okay. They will have I, know, so- I know that surprises you. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I like Demolition uh, too, but I, I, I like both teams. Absolutely. Then we have Soul Patrol and the Foreign Legion. Soul Patrol. Okay. And we have... Based on their historical significance. Mm-hmm. The, we have... Undisputed Era and the world's greatest tag team. Uh, Undisputed Era. Okay. Heart Foundation and the Young Bucks. I can't believe this match is even in here. Yeah, I, I, I rolled my eyes tremendously. I had to retrieve them from the keyboard. Um, Heart Foundation. Yep. Okay, Harlem Heat and the Natural Disasters. Uh, Harlem Heat. Okay, and uh, Rules of Destruction and Rock and Roll Express. Brothers of Destruction. And the APA versus Wild Samoans. Wild Samoans. Okay, so now we're going to move on to the next round. So you, we both picked the Midnight Express. You picked Demolition. I picked the Bulldogs. Uh, who do you have winning in yours? Midnight Express or Demolition? Um, I'd have to, I'd have to give it to Demolition. Okay. And I have the I have the Bulldogs. Okay. And then we have next one we have Foreign Legion and Undisputed Era. Um uh, actually, actually I picked um I picked the Soul Patrol, but anyway, um we had I would I would oh, sorry. Still, sorry, I would, sorry, my, I would still I'm take, going by mine, yeah. Soul Patrol, yeah. I'm I pick Foreign Legion, you pick the Undisputed uh Soul Patrol. Who do you who do you have? Undisputed Air. Going over Soul Patrol, okay. I've got Undisputed Air going over Foreign Legion. Okay. okay. Next one, we picked the uh, Heart Foundation and Harlem Heat. So who do you have going over in this one? Heart Foundation. And then the last one is Birds of Destruction and the APA. Um, 
Well, I would. I had. I had uh, the Wild Samoans against Brothers of Destruction, but I would have to say Brothers of Destruction. Yeah, well, I'm just still reading from mine because I already know what yeah. you picked. Okay. Yeah, but I'm I'm just clarifying yeah. for the for the listeners. I think. No, I'm saying that. So, I'm, so if I if I say the other team, it's because I'm reading from mine. Right. All right. So you have. Demolition and I have the okay. So Bulldogs, Undisputed Era, and then Demolition versus the Undisputed Era in the next mat round. Um, I would have to I would have to say, uh, I would have to say British Bulldogs. Oh, for you, for you, you have demolition though. But it, but if no, based off of yours, I would go with the British Bulldogs. But based off based off of mine, I would I would go, I would still go with um, demolition. Demolition, yeah. Okay, and then now we both have uh, her foundation, and uh, in the next one we have eyebrows instructions. You have the wild Samoans. So what would what would the um what would the matchup be though? Heart Foundation and Birds of Destruction is for me, which I have the Heart Foundation going over, and you have the Wild Simones and Heart Foundation. Oh, um, <laughs> Heart Foundation. Thank you for clarifying. The finals. This is the. I uh, know. Sorry. Uh, the. So yeah, the last two teams on my side, I've got the Bulldogs and Heart Foundation, and you have uh, Demolition and the Heart Foundation. I would have to say Heart Foundation. Okay. Then we're going to move over to the right side. Yeah. We, in the opening round, we have LOD and the Hardy Boys. Uh, Legion of Doom. Then Steiner Brothers and Jim Christian. Uh, Steiners. That, okay, and I have the Steiners or Rockers and the Outsiders. Uh, rockers. I've got the Rockers. We have the Usos and Nasty Boys. Usos. I got the Nasty Boys. Uh, Eminem and the New Day. Uh, New Day. Okay, I have Eminem. Freebirds and Mizzenmores. <laughs> Please, are you kidding me? Elio, see, this is where I have an issue taking you seriously. I didn't make these matches. Freebirds, please, and and I I really I really hope that uh, Terry Gordy is rolling in his grave and he comes back to kick your ass. I didn't make the match. Well, still, whoever did. <laughs> the bar and the new jaws. Um, New Age Outlaws. Oh, and uh, Money Inc. and the Dudley Boys. Uh, Dudley Boys. All right. So in the next round, on the in the right brackets, uh, we have LOD and the Steiners. Uh, LOD. Okay. We have now we have the Rockers, and uh, I have the Nasty Boys, and you have the Usos. Who who do you have winning? Uh, the Rockers. Okay, I've got the Rockers winning over Nest Boys. Then we have Eminem and the Freebirds. 
Oh my god. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Free bird, please. <laughs> oh, what is wrong with me? I can't believe I did this. Okay, okay. <laughs> then we have the bar versus money ink. Uh, uh, the bar. Okay. Oh, fuck, I can't believe this. Okay. So we have LOD going over the Steiners and the Rockers going over over the Nasty Boys and the uh, Usos. Okay, so LOD and the Rockers. Uh, LOD. Okay. We have, I can't believe I did this. What the fuck is wrong with me? I put, I put, put Eminem over the Freebirds. What is wrong with me? What the, what the fuck? Freebirds. Freebirds. Uh, Especially for your age. What the fuck are you I thinking? Know. What, 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 what in the blue hell? <laughs> did you take an extra dose of medication? Freebirds. <laughs> Good lord. Okay. <laughs> so we have uh, okay, Eminem slash the Freebirds now versus the Bar slash the uh, Dudley Boys. I believe you picked. No, um, yeah, you know you picked the Bar, right? Yeah. To defeat Money Inc. Okay, yeah. So Eminem slash the Freebirds versus the Bar. Who wins? Uh, Freebirds. Okay. I can't believe I picked up that. What is wrong with me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously, I'm, I'm considering, I'm considering pulling you from this podcast. It's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Okay, so the final, uh, the final two is Elo. No, sorry, the next, uh, last two before the finals, LOD versus the Bar. LOD. And I and on the other side is Bulldogs versus Heart Foundation. We both picked our foundation. Right. So the finals, uh, the final two teams to determine the greatest tag team, Heart Foundation versus LOD. Heart Foundation. And I picked our foundation too. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay, I, I guess I kind of know. That doesn't excuse my taking uh, no, M&M. No, it, no, it does not. You are not excused at all. No. What's the wisdom? Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, by next week, I will, I will have found out what drug Elio took <laughs> while he was filling up this bracket last week. <laughs> And and I'm going to report back to his to his co-host from the other podcast that he was on drugs and that he should be tested before being allowed to fill out another one of these brackets. Oh damn. <laughs> okay, so um we are now gonna get into dark side of the ring. Absolutely. Ben <laughs> Okay, now this week's Dark Side of the Ring is an event that was um, known as a slap heard around the world, and this took place in 1985. I didn't even know the whole story, I just knew of this event. I was 11 years old at the time. So, first of all, I was negative three. All right, so uh, what did you think of this uh, episode of Dark Side? 
Um, well, you know, to be honest with you, um, as I kind of alluded to in, in the beginning, I was um, I was slightly underwhelmed by it. I, I would have anticipated that, um, a little bit uh, more information. I, I feel like I feel like this one was kind of a stretch um, to fill the amount of time that they did. Um, but it, I, it was still. It was still interesting, but um, surprisingly, I don't think anyone in in the documentary came off as the good guy. So you're gonna try to stossle in uh, with that other guy, Eddie Mansfield, or whatever. Yeah, well, both both John Stossel and uh, Eddie Mansfield came off as dirtbags. Yep. You see. Uh, Eddie Mansfield said he was doing it for, to protect the business. Um, I don't think you were, brother, because it, if, if that were the case, if you were so interested in protecting the business, you wouldn't have gone on 2020 to uh, expose all their secrets and completely completely destroy the curtain that, that protects the secrets of the business from the public. So... And uh, we also got a cameo from Hulk Hogan via audio. Well, you know, but but the the thing is about about that is that it was so it, it was such a minor part of it, and yep. you know, yeah, they they stayed together talking about Schultz and Hogan, but I don't, I really don't think Hogan had anything to do with this scenario, so. I was a little bit confused as to why. Yeah, so I'm not sure why they uh, had that in part because they they did go over like the history between him and Hogan, like they were good friends, but uh, that didn't really uh, have anything to do with this story here. Yes, I was a, I was a little bit put off. But uh, I don't know. What do you think? Did uh, John Stossel? John Stossel. John Stossel. Okay. On one hand, and, and the next couple sentences, what I'm going to say is purely from a fan's perspective and and just my opinion of the business, and apparently uh, my pug, Charlie, is echoing my upcoming sentiments because oh, he okay. knows what I'm going to say, so he's making a little bit of, no a little bit of noise in the back. All right. Um, but John, John Stossel... Came off like a complete asshole, uh, and I'll I'll tell you why. Well, because why wouldn't I? It's my podcast, bitch. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> but anywho, um, you know he he clearly uh, came in came in there to expose the business. That was that was his his point from the get-go because but I don't know why he wants, he, he wants he, to do that he well he, he and they kind of explained that in the beginning because he was surprised because he was interviewing fans at the beginning and they, and they showed a clip of this and this was clearly back in back in the 80s and and several people were saying that they believe that wrestling was real and, and these were these weren't kids taking part in this interview. These were actually adults. Um, but I, I think that, that I think that that speaks to the level of, of protection that the business 
received back in those days because you have to keep in mind this was pre-internet days. Yep. Okay. So this was before everything blew up. So kayfabe was a real thing back then, whereas now it's just an illusion. And to me, that's an unfortunate evolution in the business because to, to me, like I, I respect it so much that I wish that wrestling was still protected to the level that it was back then. And I think a lot, I think a lot of that for me and I, yes, I've been a fan for, you know, 29 years. Um, but honestly, my respect for the business really increased in the last, um, in the last, uh, 10 years or so because I've been associated with, with an independent company and I, I, I have literally seen, uh, the, how hard these people work and, um, you know, the sacrifices that they've made. And I, look, I've had good, I, I'll never forget this as long as I live. I had a good friend of mine tear his AC on that fight. Oh. Uh, you know, and, 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 um, I've also seen one of my best friends get his head split wide, wide open to, to the point where he had to have surgery to, to remove like tumors from the back of his head. Oh, damn. Um, so, I mean, it literally made me ill and my, uh, my pug is once again making noise. So that come if that comes through on the recording, uh, just, just leave that in cause he's reacting to me making a bunch of noise. Um, yeah. but, um, but, but, the, but the thing about it is, right, so, yes, wrestling is predetermined, right? But to call it fake is complete bullshit because yeah. what these people do to their bodies and the amount of training that they go through and, and sacrifice, how dare anyone who doesn't understand it belittle it simply because they don't understand it? Yeah. And to me... Like I said, John Stossel came in there saying that he wanted to uh, shatter the illusion that it was real because he didn't like, quote-unquote, the fans being taken advantage of in that way. And then, but then, then he really exposed himself um, because, um, because he said as soon as he got that payoff from uh, Schultz slapping him, you know the company. The company had to pay two hundred and eighty thousand dollars to John Sassel, and as soon as soon as that happened, the pain went away. Wow, it's a miracle, isn't it? Because <laughs> he no, because he said he was having like residual effects and like his ears were ringing. Yeah, I'm saying it's a miracle. Isn't it? As soon as yeah. he got that money, wow. Yeah, you know what? He's that made him look like such a bitch. Yeah. I mean, it really, it really did. It made him look like a whiny, sniveling little bitch. Mm-hmm. And um, and you know, it, it's it's okay that he's not a fan of professional wrestling. I I get that. That it's not everybody's thing. I mean, I people people in my own family have made fun of me for years that I so that I so enjoy a sport where men are in their underwear. He always make he used to laugh at me in school. He watched fake wrestling crap. Yeah. And, and, and while I while I admit that I wish they wore more clothes, I I 
I can improve. Oh, wait, wait. You can't say the same about the women, though. Come on. Well, certain certain women, yes, I can. Uh, Nia Jax, yes. Nia, yeah. <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, there, there was a lot of that. And even, even, yeah. in the, even in the Attitude Era, when I was a teenager, it's just some of it came off as, like, really stupid. And even... Even those bikini contests, I wasn't, you know, <laughs> I wasn't really invested in them either. So I, I, I even told my, uh, I even told a friend of mine, I swear, if I had to cover money and Ron the editor, I would totally suck at it because it's impossible to cover that stuff. Yeah. Like, well, how would you write do a write up? <laughs> like, how do you how do you cover May Young being? Giving birth to a hand, or or <laughs> right. like, or like Val, or like Val Venus getting his dick cut off. Yeah. You know? So it's you know, so you you can't really review some of this stuff, but it's yeah, right. But um, but getting back to Dark Side of the Ring, um, so as much as I as much as I can respect um, Schultz standing up for the business and apparently you know, doing what he was told in terms of, you know, staying in character, that doesn't, that, you know, that doesn't mean you slap a guy as much as, as much as he might have deserved it. Right. Um, you know, it's just... Um, although, he, although he he said, like, oh, he didn't even uh, touch his ear. Well, you know, I didn't, I didn't see him touch the ear. I saw a sla- I saw two slaps, but, um, you know... I I don't I don't think um I don't think Schultz did a good job of representing himself. Um if if he was trying to come off like he was in the right, but then again, I don't think he really cared. But I mean I can I, but I can I can understand his perspective much more than I can Stossel's. Mm-hmm. Um you know, because because to me, Doctor D had had a lot more right to to have like his stance. Like he had a lot more legs to stand on than Stossel did. Because he's been he was in the business and he was very good at it. It's just his actions shattered his career. All right. So this is a yeah. I don't know what else to say, but Tom. Stossel's just stupid in uh, any man's field. This, they're both dumb and um. Yeah, seriously. That's not it. Uh, I think uh, I think uh, both sides in a way were kind of were uh, wrong, but more uh, Stossel and uh, Mansfield with the way they went about things. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it just, especially especially with us looking back at it, you know, th- this isn't. This wasn't the age of social media where people can say whatever they want without the fear of getting slapped in the face. Mm-hmm. You know, this was back in a very different time period. So from that perspective, I can I really respected Schultz's take on it. Um, you know, but uh, at a certain point, it, it was just hard to take him seriously because it was more uh, it was more of him presenting himself as a as a character you know what i mean yeah at certain points like at some points like he would come off as being very serious 
But at some point, it seemed like he was playing into his old wrestling character, so it was kind of hard to tell. All right, um, so uh, this is our that's our review of Dark Side of the Ring. Ben, where do you say we bring this show to a close? Absolutely. Now, I was looking up uh, next week. So, wow, you know what makes me sad? What? There's only three episodes left before season two is over. Well, hopefully we get a season three because this one's been really good. What's the uh, What's the episode for next week? So next week is episode is titled "Cocaine and Cowboy Boots: The Herb Abram Story." Oh, sorry, I'm getting I'm getting sleepy here. Um, <laughs> then, uh, sorry, on. Um, and I I've heard that name before. Um. He's a, he was a professional wrestler and a commentator. And, and promoter, like, what was the company? Because I know, I know he started it in 86 and then it went down in 87. What was the company? Yep, let me uh, pull that up right now. Herb Abrams was The professional wrestler and and promoter from Emerald, Texas, who founded the Universal Wrestling Federation, or the UWF, in 1990. That's what it was. Yeah, the UWF, uh, which uh, I never really got to see, but uh, thank you, thank you, YouTube, because they have a lot of clips online. Well, actually, the clips that you're seeing, I think, were the second attempt at it, because from what I looked up, the version that they're talking about is went from 86 to 87. Because it, it went out of business quickly because of mismanagement. No, oh, that, no that's, that's, when I'm, that's when I'm looking up, the 86, 87 one. Oh, I, I thought you said it went into the 90s. No, this, this, was, this was the reincarnation one, the, in, the one that was founded in 1990. Oh, okay. Okay. But, um, and, uh, then uh, the week after that, we have the last ride of the Ruin Warriors. That one's going to be, that, that one and the Owen Hart one. And the final uh, episode of uh, season two is Final Days of Owen Hart. Yeah, and, and the, one, the one with the Road Warriors and then the Owen Hart's story is going to be sad because, like, I... I remember when my mom told me that, you know, the blue blazer had fell, and I knew that that was Owen Hart even back in those days, mm-hmm. um, you know. And um, I remember uh, I was I was absolutely stunned and just like, wow, because, you know, that it, it didn't hit me because of the fact that I was much younger at the time. You know, I was like 11. Uh, it hit me less than you know, Eddie Guerrero's death, but, you know, looking, looking back at it now, at being older, it's like, you know, god damn, what a, what a sad scenario, because, you know, one, one of, one of the things that you always hear about pro wrestling, and it's almost like a cliche, is, you know, most people only escape with a few good friends, and, you know, it's a, it's a very cutthroat business, and so forth, Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you, you 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 never hear anyone say anything negative about Owen Hart. Like he was just that good of a that good of a guy. And you know, you and I have kind of we kind of have our own opinions regarding Bret Hart. But 
I mean, can you, can you imagine, you know, losing your younger brother like that? I mean, it's so, it's like, yeah, he, Bret Hart might be bitter, but at the same point, like, he has a lot of reason to be. Yeah, so I, I can understand, like, um, he kind of comes off, like, bit about everything, but, like, yeah, I, I can understand because he lost his brother the way he did. Yeah, and apparently, apparently like, those two were, like, really tight. Mm-hmm. Despite their uh, their age difference at the time. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, what do we have uh, lined up for next week aside from the Money in the Bank uh, predictions? Uh, what What do you want to do next week? Well, I was I was thinking um, we could do um, we could do the 2011 Money in the Bank retrospective. We could do um, okay. obviously the predictions for the sh- the show that weekend, right. and then and then we'd also have you know the dark side of the ring uh, stuff, and of course the weekly review going into it. So I I think we have uh, I think we have plenty of stuff for next week. Yeah. So we got uh, the week the show reviews. Money in the Bank 2011, Money in the Bank uh, predictions, and Dark Side for items. Then. Right. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to sign off for this week. I've been your host, Elio Canella, for the Men Always Piercing Barriers, Ben Pierce. Saying we will talk to you all next week, Ben. Say goodbye to the fans. See you guys. Thanks for, thanks for listening, and uh, tune back in next week. And, um, and give me another reason to escape from my quarantine because this absolutely sucks. But uh, thanks again for listening and uh, giving me a reprieve. And uh, we'll see you next week. Stay safe.